Hey, I want to shout out our guys at Recoup Wellness, Cody and Dr. Austin, who are working on some great things in that biohacking community. They bring in new methods of performance recovery involving hyperbaric oxygen therapy, PEMF, and red light therapy. Be sure to stop by GLS and check out our hyperbaric and all of our recovery modalities. And we appreciate you, Recoup. All right, this is Coach Gary with GLS Training and Go to Movement, and this is Recoded with Gary Scheffler, Recoded the podcast. And um, you know, every week we we talking something. It's it's all life. It's it's whatever. Um, I had the opportunity this year to train Loyola's baseball team. Uh, they are the actual first collegiate team that's ever come in and said that they would go straight go to. Um, I had a couple of meetings with Coach Kennedy. Uh, we'll have him on the show one day to kind of tell that story. But um, what I did was is I had two of the players come in this year that um, uh, Brandon Mooney and Steven Still, uh, one's a pitcher, one's a second baseman, and um, they both dealt with a couple of little injuries here and there. Uh, Brandon's actually was pretty bad. I'm going to let them kind of get into their story. But um, they both had uh, they both showed up this year and, and, and broke, uh, broke a couple of school records or whatever, and, and I'm going to let them talk about that too. So, um, you know, Guys, I appreciate y'all coming on the show. You know, it's it's. Uh, I know y'all didn't have to come here and do this or whatever, but uh, it means a lot. Yeah, no, excited for sure. That's yeah, cool. thank you for having us. Cool. So, um, uh, Stephen, why don't you kind of tell you know get in uh, your story, where you're from, and and kind of you know just run it down. Your your little give us a little history with the baseball stuff or whatever, and kind of just talk about that. Yeah. Um. So this past season was my junior year at Loyola. Um, I'm from Baton Rouge, so not too far from home. And, uh, yeah, we started coming to Gota as a team uh, in the fall. Uh, and a big reason was Coach K had uh, Terabella here last year. He was dealing with, a, uh, I think, a herniated disc in his back, something like that. Yeah. And uh, He had some sciatic pain and stuff. Yeah, it felt like he had no answer. And then uh, he comes back healthy, throwing harder than ever. Um, so it's like, all right, whole team's doing this. And then, uh, yeah, I think it's definitely helped me this year because, like, last summer I was out in North Carolina playing, and it was just like every morning I woke up, like, in so much pain. It was like I was in so much physical pain, like I wake up feeling nauseous. Like my head was hurting. Uh, my stomach was hurting. And I was like, why is this from sleeping? I was like, what am I doing? Like I'm stretching a lot. I'm doing all this. But I didn't realize that I was, like, really woe to, like, front chain, like walking with my feet all out, like it's how it always was. And the pain just always got like worse and worse and worse. Um, and then we come to go to just groundwork, 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 um, doing everything. And then <laughs> I'm laughing because it's funny because y'all come in and it's like, you ain't got no clue of it. Like nobody's like, what, like, what is this shit? You know what I'm saying? And then now you speak in a language, you're like, yeah, I was woed up, I was front chain and all that. Oh, yeah, I remember. Like, like, like everybody kind of figures it out as they go. That first instructional day, we were in the uh, the mirror room, and we're looking at the wall, and we're like, what is this? Like, like what are, what are we about to do? Like, we're trying to look at the pictures, guessing, like, what this place is about. And yeah. we had, nobody had any clue. And then when you talked, I was like, you talked to us for like two hours, and I was like, "This everything makes sense. It yeah. all makes sense." Um, and then, yeah, like I just started feeling healthy. And I remember the big thing was one day, um, like I took a nap. Like I was watching like TV, like just laying on the ground for some reason. And I, I I fell asleep, took a nap, and I woke up like three hours later off the ground. And I was like, 
I just felt better sleeping on the ground than I have sleeping in my bed for the last three months. I was like, this this thing is working. Like it feels good. Yeah, yeah. Um, where where you where you played high school ball and all? Uh, at the Dunham School, Dunham High in uh, Baton Rouge. Oh yeah, that's real right. small, real Stingley, small private huh? school. Yeah, that's what everybody knows Dunham for. Derek Stingley. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah. So Brandon, where you went? I went to Mandeville High. Yeah, we actually uh, beat Steve in my senior year. So what are you talking about? I had a game winner against you. I don't yeah, no, nothing. we didn't. We sold. We had it, and you know, he had the game winning hit. So, oh really? Yeah. They used to let you bat. Yeah, I mean, Mooney <laughs> tied it up off me in the seventh, though. So I had to come back and get him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you, you, uh, I mean, Dunham had what was the baseball program like over there? It was. Uh, with the head coach that was there when I was there, it was really good. We went uh, – he came in there, like, same thing kind of with Coach K right before I got to high school. And they had, I think, 17 kids on the team, uh, freshmen through seniors. And then when I graduated, we had over 40 kids. The baseball team was larger than the football team. Damn. Now, now Mandeville, y'all should be good, dude. That's the home of NOLA baseball. Yeah, I know. I know. We <laughs> – we, I mean, we Todd were. Buster, dude. Yeah. Todd Buster got the greatest program, right? Like, yeah, yeah, he do. He does. He's I, got, he got a good one. I mean, yeah. I know he's got some some players that come out of there. Yeah, you I, played with them, or you played with the Knights? I played with Nola. Okay, I played a little bit with the Knights because like our uh, school had a thing with them. But yeah, no, I, I love Buster. I'm still in touch with him. I'm actually coaching with him this summer. Oh, so, are you? Yeah, cool. I'm still with that uh, program. So I love it. He's got a great program. Love what he does. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, we were like. You look at us and we're like, they should be good. And then we just figure out some way to lose in the opening round of the playoffs every year. Oh, but, with Mandeville. Yeah. That, that, um, and then you get to Loyola and it's like, dude, every time y'all in the driver's seat, it's like y'all can't, y'all can't win a 2 0 game. Yeah. It was, it was, uh, definitely frustrating, but, you know, I mean, just got to bounce back next year. Now, y'all got a lot of guys coming back. A lot. I think yeah. we're losing. We had a total of five seniors graduating, and of those five, uh, two were pitchers, and I think only uh, – I mean, only one of them I think was a qualified hitter, so playing in 50% of the games with three at-bats a game. So, yeah. like um, – I mean, there's some role you players. Lose Chris. Lose. Yeah, Chris yeah. is our main starter, and, uh, you know, Ross and Luke who hit a lot, but, mm-hmm. uh, like, it's not like we're losing big pieces like Brandon over here, which yeah. is nice. You got two years left, huh? Yeah, I got yeah next year and the year after. So thankfully for that red shirt, yeah, my freshman year. So, um, so did y- y'all wasn't y'all wasn't COVID kids though, huh? No, that was the year before. Yeah, before, yeah. yeah. that was our senior year, high right. school. Right. What? Um. So tell them your story, Brandon, because your yours is kind of, um, you kind of fall in line with Taravella a little bit because yeah. I, you know, I, I kind of remember it like you was you was gonna have that little procedure done. Um, like maybe the day we were supposed to start training or something. Yeah, I was gonna that day that Kay called me in because I texted Kay and I was like, "Hey, man, like I can't even move. Like I feel like an old man. Like I'm 20 years old. I shouldn't feel like this getting out of bed." Like, but he was like, he called me like because I texted him like, "Hey, I'm just gonna schedule this, you know, little procedure." He called me said, "Hey, do not do that. Come, uh, I got this guy for you and uh, just come meet me here." Sent me that address and I was like, okay, I'll I'll be on my way, and so I came and that's when you know I started talking to you about it. How, yeah, I'm I was gonna you know have the procedure and then you were like, dude, don't do that. 
Like, yeah. just give me, like, two weeks. And I was like, I mean, yeah, I will. Because yeah, I didn't want the surgery. Yeah, because you was going to be out for a while. Yeah, I didn't want to, you know, just come here, transfer over here from Eunice and just have to sit out my first year. Like, I'm like, dude, I'm not, I'm not doing that. I want to do everything I can to play this year and all that, so... You know, it's it's kind of like um, it's unfair in a sense that you kind of it's your birthright to go run around and play and be a kid in a sense. I mean, I say kid, I'm I'm 48 years old, so you know when I think of y'all, it's like y'all in the prime of your life, like back pain and and just shit like that, like waking up feeling old and stuff. Like that's not that's not right. And then it's like you know you're kind of in these training modalities and you're doing all of this stuff and. You kind of in the collegiate level, so you 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 you're better than the people, most of the guys that you've been around. You know what I'm saying, and and you you go through all of these these different things, and you you have faith in it, and the whole time, like that's really what's taken away. It's what's taken away your gift, you know. Like if if I mean I I, I gotta like believe that like if if you was doing this since you was ten, like both of y'all, like what level could you be? on? crazy to think about you know without injuries i mean it'd be amazing without these little tweaks like oh, just the, the the but i'm saying like the the work that you're doing actually being applicable to what you're trying to accomplish oh yeah no i feel it like especially in my swing and stuff like i'll focus on it and like you know in practice and stuff like keeping my feet straight and all that like even in the box like when i load kind of get a bow in and like I really feel a difference in, like, my swing. Like, it just feels explosive. It feels, like, right. Like, that's what the body's supposed to do. It just doesn't feel like anything's forced. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, for me, like, uh, on the mound, like, my land foot uh, has a tip has a tendency to go, like, out and land inside ankle bone low a lot. Like, I don't know why. I think it's, like, a, I'm just trying to get my hips open too much. And so, like, that's something that, like, I've worked on a lot this year noticing – um, because when I'm landing like that, then everything else gets cut off. And like, that's when maybe my shoulder or my arms not feeling good that day. And I like look back at film and I'm like, oh, well, that's why. And also just like being here every day, like getting a true understanding of like the way my body works. Mm-hmm. I understand like, okay, like I've been trying to do this, this, this on the mound or like in my throwing every day. And it's just like not working. And I'm like, why is it not working? Like, this is how it's supposed to be done. And then I'm understanding, like, oh, like, my hip is in, like, a complete block because, yeah. like, oh, my right, hip, my right hip can't corner. So, like, or my left hip, like, won't allow me to corner. So then when I'm trying to, like, turn over and get, like, all my weight going forward towards the mound, and it's just, like, locked up and it's not. And I'm, like, for, like, years in high school, I'd be, like, why is it? Why can't I do this? Why can't I do this? And then I realized, like, everything was so front chain that my body, like, physically wouldn't allow me. Mm-hmm. But now that we're, like pretty much recoded like I can I can actually get into the positions I need to and like pitch healthy yeah y'all 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 gained the, the first thing was is uh, you know trying to get y'all access to those positions that you couldn't you might not this like if you took off running right now you probably still run water like it's not gonna appear yeah. like that it's it's a it's a lifestyle thing and 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 being college students like you know, y'all well we talked about it a little while ago right like you you spending time y'all spent Throughout the thing, and that was Coach K's big concern was, is like y'all was in the car for an hour and a half every day. So you almost had to do go to just say you yeah, that shit. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? Because that, that's a lot of time sitting in that, 
you know, when your pelvis is tucked and your hamstrings are tightened up, what you're, what you're explaining is, is that everything you was trying to do, your body just physically couldn't because it didn't have the ability to hit those corners and stuff like that. Yeah. It's kind of it, like, like when you sleep too, like, I mean, you could do all the go to, and then like you go to sleep, especially, you know, like your body's just not used to it. So like, you're going to sleep woda. Yeah. Like, yeah. so it's, like, yeah, it's definitely something you got to, you know, get up in the morning, do, like, before you go to bed, do. Like, it's just something you got to keep your body, like, training and mm-hmm. keep it going and going and going and just try to get your body used to it as possible. Your body's going to conform to the environment that you give it. So if you sleep in a bed and you, you know, you lay on your back and you open your feet, your body's going to conform to that position where you're duck-footed. You stand up duck-footed. You push your hips forward. Then you go into the weight room and you deadlift or your Olympic lift and you do all of these different lifts that are duck-footed, open the feet, and then you put an explosion on top of that. Well, you're going to become that. Yeah, it's huge. I can tell, like, maybe the weeks or the days that, like, I'm not getting enough groundwork in or, like, maybe that week I only, like, really got one, two good workouts in. Um, like, I can tell I'll, I'll feel myself to be more front chain. Like, I'm walking. <laughs> the big thing I notice when I'm like, all right, like, when do I have 30 minutes to like, or 15 minutes to sit down and get some groundwork going? I'll be walking and my right, it's always my right hip like wants to like lunge forward. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like it's like a hitch where I'm lunging, my hips want to go forward and I'm like, yeah, that's because like you're not cornering. Like I'm just, my hip is trying to like pull my my foot behind it and just like drag and drag. And I'm like, all right, like that's wrong. Something's off. Like we need to get back in the lab pretty much like work, work, work. And then, you know, like the next day or later that day, and I'm like, yeah, you know, it's it's easy. Like you, yeah. I know what needs to be done, and then so like now, like it's just great. Like you, having the awareness. The yeah, yeah, you like, got a awareness of your body. Like oh, this hurts. Like now I need to do this. Or like even in the fall, like I started having a little bit of a hip flexor problem, and me and you were working on it, and um, and I was like, why is this bugging me? And we were working on it, and then you were like, oh, well, it's not the hip, it's the quad. Like everything, my quad was so over like developed, and like all the stress of, like, my lower body was in the quad, and you're like... It was on your landing leg, huh? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And he was like, you are like, it's all in the quad, and so, like, we loosened the quad up and, like, got the hamstrings tighter, like, not tighter, stronger, and uh, and then everything seemed to, like, fall into place, and I was like, dang. It's just crazy, like, how y'all talk about when you understand the whole body, like, when one thing, like, usually... Systematically. Yeah, yeah. like, usually it's not the the thing that hurts is usually not the problem. It's everything else around it. Mm-hmm. And that one thing is trying to cover for everyone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the pain manifests itself. It, it really don't matter. That's why the evaluation process is so important. You, you know, but like, I don't, the good thing is, is that y'all being with me as one of the people that created it, it me and Ricky was having a conversation with uh, one of the, the TCU uh, coach earlier because they're starting to implement it over there. And, it's like the more film that we watched, like me and Ricky, the better we got at assessing everything in our environment. So it was like, you know, y'all walk in, I know what y'all missing. Like the first time I seen him, like I, I didn't have to put him through an evaluation. You know, I knew what it was off top. And then what starts to happen is, is you almost start like removing the person and you start just looking at the shapes. Well, he's duck-footed, front-chain dominant. Then these these three exercises are going to clean him up and make him feel better. And it's like after about three days, you get an immediate stimulus. You know the difference already. But the awareness stuff is something you'll be able to take with you for a lifetime. Yeah, I did notice that too. Like, like that that was the craziest thing to me is when I really started understanding, like, 
it's like, oh, I'm like, this is hurting. Like, let me do this. Let me go decompress and stuff. Like, that was the biggest part where it's like, I'm not waking up constantly in pain. Like, yeah. it's like, if I got a little pain, dude, just I just got to get on the ground, do the groundwork, and then it'll, it'll go away. So, like, for me to be able to get to that point, that was huge, like, for me to just realize why I'm in pain, what I need to do to get out of pain, what I need to do to stay out of pain is, like, that was crucial. That was really big. Yeah. One of the big things that y'all have an advantage to is, is that now it is GOTA. Like, y'all don't have to worry about the next three years of your life. Like, you got kids that's in high school right now. They're in the eighth grade. They're walking into their – they're going into baseball summer league with their high schools, and they're being introduced to the weight room, and it's like, here we go. And it, and it's like, who survives the gauntlet, right? They might get to play college ball. Whoever survives the gauntlet. I mean, we got – now you got uh, the MLB dudes are starting to get into the go to shit. Like, Brent Rooker. And now he's tearing he's tearing the cover off the ball this yeah. Year. Yeah, he's like number four in home runs right now. And it's crazy because he was just a, a guy out there before. I mean, he's he's a great baseball player, but I mean, how good you gotta be to get to the to get the T V. Yeah. Yeah. Like really good. Brent's like a he's on his fourth team in like three years, gets yeah. on the A's who are awful. And then now he's like he was like through the month of April, he was like third in the league in OPS, which is like insane. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, you got him. You got Kerry Carpenter. Uh, they got a few guys in the minors and stuff. Um, Josh Bell, the outfielder, he does go to. You got a, you got a few guys out there that's that's kind of doing it. Um, I think, like matter of fact, whenever we talk to the uh, your butt, the landlord guy or whatever, mm-hmm. he he was like, if you had to pick a sport, which one would it be? I was like, well, I already did it with baseball, so baseball is the easiest for me. Because it's a rotate, it's a super rotational. It's all rotation. You know what I'm saying? You don't traditionally the like the mindset behind it is not weight room, weight room, weight room. Like 20 years ago, them dudes wasn't lifting like they're doing right now. Like they didn't have an Eric Cressley and a drive line and all of that shit. That all came of recent, and now what? Everybody's hurt. Dudes are running outfield tearing the ACL. Yeah, before, like, the weight room, baseball was big about, like, how fast. Like, it's all it's still fast twitch. It's like, how fast can your hips move? How fast can your arm move? So, like, I think the GOTA transfers over because it's, like, it's all about, like, how can you get your body in the best position to move as fast as it needs to? Especially, it's not, like, just track where you're running in a straight line. or mm-hmm. But it's, it's rotational. And, like, I mean, baseball and golf and a little bit of tennis are really the only rotational sports that you play. Well, they all law because it's required to move through space. But like the act, well, you you when I mean you got a few other sports out there that's when you really sit down and break down. Those are the easiest to mm-hmm. identify it with. Yeah. But but it's de- it's definitely there. Um, and, and like I said, now this ain't just. I, I tell everybody this is generational wealth. Like you could now you know for your kid. Like you, I mean, what you gonna do when you got a son and they like, hey. We deadlifted today, Dad. <laughs> uh, no, we're not going to do that today. <laughs> Absolutely not. That's was I got a little one at home, and like I see him walking around crawling, like feet inside. Ankle oh yeah, bone, you inside do ankle, have a kid, huh? Yeah, inside yeah. ankle bone high, and he's just crawling, and I'm like, it's crazy. Like, I mean, you showed us like indigenous people and like babies, uh, and how they crawl and walk, and then like I'm getting to see it like every day, and I'm like, it's just it, it cracks me up every time I see it because I'm like, it's so right. It's yeah. so right. Like, why would we move away from this? Yeah. One of the things too was is um, um, not the uh the 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 outfield the other outfielder that um, 
Cole. Cole said he lost like 20 pounds. Yeah, he did. But he I don't. Did. He was still. He had a couple of bombs when I was at the games. He still led the team in home runs. Yeah, he yeah. still yeah. had like he lost a lot of weight, but he still had like the power. Like he didn't lose any of the power. He just yeah. lost like yeah. Well, that's the rotation. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's learning how to set that bow. The guy snack that trains uh, Aaron Judge. He's been dealing with some go to stuff, and um, he, but he te- the reason that he was drawn in was is he teaches something on the back leg. It's a big bow basically. And then you snap it closed, which is the corner. And he's watching the transfer. Well, what 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 he realized was is that I can't do this with the guy that's deadlifting all the time because his hips go first. Whereas I need him to stay back in the back chain through the ball. And that and that's the big difference because what you're doing is you're programming that max neural drive in the deadlift for the hip to go forward. Same thing in the, in the Olympic lift. So when you do that all the time, well, max neural drive transfers to the sport that you're playing. So when you go to explode through the ball, the hip has to come forward because that's what you've been teaching the body in the weight room. Yeah, Never really thought of it that way, but. No, that's, that's, yeah. that's crazy. Like next year when y'all do the education and all of that stuff, it's going to be like, you're going to learn something every time I talk to y'all. You know what I'm saying? And that and that was the tough part. That's what I told everybody the hardest thing was is to get y'all to show up every week and, and to come in here and work hard. And thank God that Kay has a culture around that. Like, you know, he's he's kind of a – he's real laid back like, but he's no bullshit. Yeah. You know, you're going to do what he says. Because I remember the first – somebody, like the first week, two of the two freshmen showed up um, late. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he gave them, like, sleds or something. Oh, yeah, I think they yeah. pushed sleds for, like, 30 minutes after a full workout. Yeah. That's, like, the first, like, week. Uh, he's That's what I love about him. He's no bullshit. But he like, wasn't, like, you're going to push these fucking sleds. And he was just, like, look, guys, you know. He just has a way about doing it. It's, like, just my, like, all right, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess I will do outside, that. outside, like, <clears throat> he looks, like, maybe, like, laid back or chill, but it's, like, he treats us like professionals. You know, you hear all these guys talk about the process and all of that stuff, and, like it, it's it's gonna transfer later in life too. It's it's not just in that moment, but if you haven't busted your ass, like when you get into a situation, and 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 maybe it's maybe it's maybe there is some of that. Maybe there's maybe the, and and I don't want to say that y'all y'all didn't work hard because I feel like y'all did. I feel y'all worked as hard as y'all could with the knowledge that you had of what you was doing, because mm-hmm. what, what this was all brand new for y'all. So you like you got to go in there and it's like hard to go 100% when you don't know what you're doing. Right? Yeah. Now, next year, there really should be no excuse. Like some of them teams like man, it was like we were so close too. I say we because I feel like I was <laughs> dude, I would leave halfway through the games and shit. Like we do when y'all would blow in. Yeah, yeah whenever it get bad, I just see Gary walk away. <laughs> well, I remember one game you were like I can't come. You were like I think I'm cursed. You were like I think I'm cursed. Yeah, like y'all went on a streak, and then I came, and y'all like it was like the second inning. It was like y'all had the one game where you made the first. That was your first error, that yeah. game or something. And then like there was like two more behind it or something. And I'm like, that Gwinnett was that really too. good team. When that game, yeah, too, that yeah. was the Gwinnett. Yeah, yeah. I was like, and then it's like, sure enough, some dude comes up there and hits a bomb right after. I'm like. Yeah, when you play teams like that, it's just a, like a matter of time. Like, you give them free passes, like, they're going to make you they're pay. Gonna like, sooner or later, somebody's going to hit a bomb. Like, yeah. So it's just like, you got to, when they hit a bomb, make sure nobody's on base. Mm-hmm. So it's just one run. But when you, like, put two, three people on base, and then it's like, well, that turns into 
four run hit or a three run hit, one that, swing of the bat. That that team gets a lot of guys that probably was big commits and stuff, and something didn't work out, maybe an injury or they yeah, failed. You, or you something. see a lot of that in, in AI, like with them being like they're they're D one players, right? Like everybody on their teams, like they're D one, like they could easily play there, but like then they'll like fail off or they'll get like an injury and get cut just stuff like that you know just however their story is but like a lot of nai is that it's like d1 guys who you're like dude why are they here but like they have their reason it's like they just they were at the d1 level like they proved it they can be there they just didn't get it done outside of the field which is huge because that's like you hear that growing up like oh you got to get it done in the classroom you got to get it done in the classroom and it's like you really do like if you want to be at somewhere you want to be it's like you got to get it done off the field. Everything you do off the field is what translates on the field. So, like, going back to what you were saying, like, going back to your training, like, when the pressure's on, it's like you never want to think. Like, when I'm at bat, I'm never thinking about mechanics. Like, that is the last thing that's yeah. on my mind is, like, you just want to go out there and react. Like Make you should, contact. Huh? Yeah, you yeah. should do all this training to where it's, like, second nature to mm-hmm. you. Like, you shouldn't have to. Like, I know when Steven's pitching, he's probably not thinking, like, oh, I need to do this with my foot. I need to do this. I need to do that. Like, no, when he's in a game, he's like, all right, I'm going to strike this dude out. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to blow it by him. I'm going to make him look silly. Like, so, I mean, when I'm hitting, I'm not thinking about, oh, I got to do this with my leg. I got to, you know, load this way. No, I'm just like, dude, throw the pitch. I'm, I'm going to hit it. Like, I'm trying to. I'm trying to get the shit out of it. So. Yeah. As pitchers, like, we refer to it as, like, internal and external focus. And that's something that we put, like, a big importance on because it's like, yeah, maybe I'm struggling or I just walked a guy. Like, if I'm sitting here thinking, like, oh, like, uh, my arm's not in the right position or uh, my my hip, like, it's not loading. You do enough. that too, huh? Like, and, and every pitcher does. But, yeah. like, it, it can maybe happen for, like, one pitch. Like, I'll, I'll, like, all right, something, like, I know what I did wrong. Like, next pitch, do it. But if every pitch I'm sitting there going, Oh, like I got to change a mechanic here. I got to change a mechanic there. Yeah. Like it's just going to snowball. You have to think like, all right, I'm focused on the glove. Like, all right, he wants fastball away. Like I've just got to like laser focus, like external. And then maybe I'm missing like three, three inches off. I'm like, all right, I know like I'm just going to do the same thing I did last pitch, but my external focus has to be like maybe an extra three inches to the right. So mm-hmm. when like I'll, I'll aim there and then I'm like, I know. Like, it's all about aiming and just, like, folks. Like, you can't think about mechanics or, like, anything internally when you're on the field because, like, you're just – you're giving yourself up to the opponent at that point because yeah. they – and people can sense that. You can sense when a guy's inside his head. Yeah. And it's just – it's easy. It's one, two, three, and they're out of there. And, and yeah. it's you know, people sit in the stands and they watch and they, like, we can't throw strikes today. This is, this is a little bit tougher than that. You know, I mean, everybody that's not like, uh, you know, I, I I played baseball. That was a sport that I played. I didn't, I didn't, I mean, I trained any athlete because I train a pattern. I don't, I don't train a position, you know, or a sport. Yeah. I, I train you for it. But, but I, I know there's like, I, I never been, I've been in like some high school baseball games where they might've had some pressure situations, but you know, y'all on a different level. And then, you know, you it, it, however far you end up going or whatever, but I've been in some pressure situations in life and I know that when you're in life and you know, you're staring down at a table that's got six or seven bills on it and you don't know which one to pay, you know what I'm saying? Cause you're limited. That pressure kind of is the same thing, but I could tell you this, that 
managing that mound is going to help you manage that day. Mm-hmm. You know, so all of this stuff, and that's the beauty of sports is it all, it all translates to life. Yeah, is, pre- is. pressure is a big part, like not just like sports, well, mainly sports and, and life, like actually mainly life. But I think you feel so much pressure in sports that – it's like good for you because then you can take that into your life. Mm -hmm. Like every day of like your natural life, because like baseball is going to end someday for anybody, Mm -hmm. like whether they go pro, whether they don't like, it's going to end sometime and you're going to have to do normal life. So Mm -hmm. in normal life, you're going to feel pressure. So if you can't handle it in like a little game, because like at the end of the day, that's what it is. I mean, we take it seriously. We love it. Like we give all our effort to it, but like at the end of the day, it's a game. It's not life or death. Like, okay. We like, we lose a game. Like, I'm still going to go home and, like, live. Like, my yeah. life is going to go on. Yeah, yeah, So, yeah. it's not like you can't sit there and just, like, dwell on it. Like, because the – so, if you can't handle that pressure, then, like, when it's actually life or death pressure, it's like, okay, yeah. we need to, like, learn how to control that, learn how to – so, that's just a big thing. It's, like, what makes or break a lot of people because, like, you got talent everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just the people who can, like, handle that pressure who are going to – like rise who are going to be the guys who are going to have you probably see some of them guys too that they hot heads and stuff and that like that's why they're not in a, a power five school or whatever yeah. a few of them guys y'all play against throwing mid to high 90s huh mm-hmm. yeah i mean yeah. it's like you have to have an identity outside of baseball like yeah. you like you can't have an identity in something that is going to result like in performance-based results something that you can't control mm-hmm. um like, that's a, a lot of things that Kay talks about, like, controlling what you can control. Like, your attitude and effort are two things that you can control. Like, you can have 100% a- effort and a positive attitude every day. Those are two mm-hmm. things you can control. And so, like, you can maybe be, like, the best husband, the best dad, the best son, like, the best brother, or, um, like, the best teammate. You can't control if you're going to be the best pitcher that day. Like, you can try and train, but, you know, maybe you get beat. Or maybe it's just an off day. Yeah. And so, like, you can't, like like beat yourself up over like bad performances and like, yeah, it's good motivation here and there. But if you let like that consume your whole life, it's just not going to work out. It's, it's a slippery slope. You have to find something like at the end of the day of like, this is who I am. Like I'm not like my worth is not in uh, like me being a baseball player. My worth is in like me being a good person, me being a child child of God. Like that's who I am. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I'm glad you said that because that, that's important to us over here too is we we uh, like to consider ourselves spiritually led. And that's a, that's a lot of a lot of that's missing in the world right now. You know what I'm saying? Is why you see a lot of the bullshit that you're seeing, but did um did did uh, y'all parents play ball or anything? Like y'all had athletes in the family? I mean, my mom grew up like playing in like, you know, just the little leagues. Yeah. Like, yeah, just like, I mean, she grew up around here. So, I mean, oh, did she? yeah, she was playing in like the ballparks. I mean, she always played with the guys. Like, she wasn't big into like the, you know, like softball. Like, she went out there and played like baseball and stuff. And then, you know, my dad was never really huge in the sports, but I mean, you know, I think I get it. I get it from both of them, I guess. But mm-hmm. they just like, what they did really well is they just like, when I grew up, they they really taught me how to be, like, a man. Like, mm-hmm. they were, like, and that's huge was to bring into, like, sports is, like, you can't, like, fold. So that was their big thing is they always taught me, like, you know, like, you got to keep pushing. Like, no matter what happens, like, you got to keep a steady head. Mm-hmm. Like, you got there's going to be a next day. Like, it's not going to be the end of the world. Like, it's not about what you did yesterday. It's about what you're going to do today. 
Yeah. And that's a big thing in sports. Because, like, especially in baseball, dude, you, like, we'll have two games in one day. You got to have a short term. Yeah. So, like, we'll be a goldfish. Yeah. yeah you could have, yeah. like, the worst game of your life, and then you got to turn around. You got to play a whole nother game. Yeah. So, it's like, times like that, it's like, are you just going to carry that into, into the, next, the next game? Or are yeah. you going to, like, okay, I just had a horrible game. Like, why don't I go out here and have, a like, a great game now mm-hmm. and just. It's all just part of that. Because you, you, so what you broke, you broke the, the hit record and the run record. Yeah, I broke the single season run record and the single season hit record. So and then yeah, you broke strikeout, uh, career strikeouts, and then my own single season strikeouts. So you broke your own, or for, was it for single season and then uh, the career record I broke? So you got the you have the most stroke, strikeouts in Loyola's history right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. So you're gonna be able to carry on to that too. Yeah, that'll be nice. Trying I'll to create some stuff. on a little bit more some some these, <laughs> Let some of these younger guys try to chase me. Open it up a little bit. You go, we'll hope you should be better next year, right? I hope so. What you topped out at? Um, this season, I think uh, they had me at ninety one or ninety two. I can't exactly remember, but uh, I know the the hardest I've thrown on a mound is ninety two so far. So, so he yeah. was up there. Yeah, same place. Hopefully, hopefully. Keep keep adding a number to every year. Yeah. Now this was the first year you played a whole season, huh? Yeah, this was the first like since high school that I played because I'm my, my freshman year I uh I redshirted so I didn't play at all at Eunice and then my second year like I only DH'd like half the season like you know I was dealing with that injury and stuff like I wouldn't they wouldn't let me play the field or anything you know I really couldn't I don't I mean I don't blame I couldn't show what I had like, yeah right right like, I couldn't I couldn't move like I couldn't move left or right I was just kind of especially at my like the position is like I'm a second baseman so I have to be like quick like I have to be able to move side to side it's just like I couldn't so it was just yeah I DH half the season and then you know just see I gotta figure out a way because I that's that makes me like I'm thinking about it right now is like I almost need to talk to Todd because like if if he knows that about his players, like I, I don't I don't know how much communication there is there, but Todd knows what I do. Yeah, and it's like you could have been connected to me two years ago. Yeah, because I've been knowing I played ball with Todd. Yeah, so I played with I played with Todd uh, in 2018 through 2019. Like it was very like short, but like in that time, like dude, he taught me a lot. Like, yeah. He, oh like, no, he knows his shit. Oh, he knew. Like dude, I remember dude. There was one game like. I got, like, pissed at him because we were playing his team. It was, like, hot. It was, like, 100 degrees on turf. It was at Signet, actually, and I literally dove for a ball and missed it. Like, it would have been a great play. And after, I'm like, oh, man, just missed it. So we get the three outs. I'm coming off the field, and he stops me, and he, like, brings me in the right field. And he's like, what the hell was that, man? I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, you don't make, like, since when do you not make that play? And I was like, dude, I, I just dove for it. Like, what do you mean? He's like, do you want to be great? Or do you just want to be okay? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, I like I was something that like snapped at me. It's like okay, like I need to start holding myself to like a higher standard. Yeah, he won't let you settle. Yeah, he's not gonna be like, like he expect like which was huge, just because he had that confidence in me. He yeah. was like, you're good enough to make that play. I expect you to make that play ten out of ten times. I don't care like anybody else looking in. Like they're like, oh, that's a tough play. He's like, but I know you. I know you make that play. So he's like that dude could sell shit to a toilet, dude. Yeah. That's like he's a he's a he, he, dude, no, he's a real, hell of a salesman, like, bro. He is. He, he is. is. He's a, he's top dog with the he sales. Made a, Brandon made a play. It was a um, uh, it was taking him towards second or what are you right hand. So it's, it's taking him towards first, taking him towards the four hole. Gets it, spins like three sixty, 
throws a perfect thing to first. And I just, like, after the game on the bus, I'm like, first time you ever made that play, were you like, man, I, I, I'm good at this shit. Like, I know what I'm doing. And he was kind of like, I, I guess, like, I just I practiced it. So, like, I knew I could do it. And I was just like, that's how you know, like, guys are. Yeah. He wasn't like, oh, my God. Like, I, like, I, made, an, I made a great, great play. Like, wow, that was awesome. He was just like, no, like, I'm good. Like, I, I train for this. Like, I'm a good second baseman. I'm a great second baseman. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what I played middle infield. So, like, when you go to that side, you, you always spin the throw. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Most he of makes, the time, he yeah. just makes it look extra Yeah, cool. I mean, he makes it look smooth. I mean, some guys, can, you got to get to the ball. That's the key. Yeah. You know? And then you just go with you go with the flow. But, um, so, you your parents playing? Uh, yeah, it's funny. My dad is the big <laughs> sports nut, but he... I mean, he played high school baseball, football, um, and then he actually cheered in college at UL. But my mom was the the big athlete. She was all Europe in uh, <clears throat> basketball, soccer, and volleyball. Oh, and what? Europe. All Europe? Yeah, she was. Uh, she went overseas. Uh, yeah, my grandfather was in the military, so she lived on a military base in Germany uh, throughout high school, um, and then went to UL to play volleyball. So she was. Uh, she was definitely the athlete, mm-hmm. uh, who I think I get it from, but. Both of them were just super supportive of me and my brother, like always playing sports since a young Your age. Brother's good. Uh, yeah, he's he's pretty good. He's um, he was like, t- he's a little bit taller than me, so he he didn't really know his body so much. Um, but yeah, I mean, they were big on us, just like playing any sport. Like I played like lacrosse, soccer. It didn't matter. Like if there was a sport to sign up, like we were in it. Um, but yeah, the big thing for them was just like. Same thing, attitude and effort. Like, you can, like, as long as you're trying 100% and, like, you're being positive out there, like, like no negative Nelly. Like, you can't yeah. go out there and, like, throw fit on the field. Like, that was the two things they weren't going to have. Like, I remember one time in high school, I went, I think, 0 for 4 with, like, three strikeouts in, like, a JV game. And I was I was heated. Like, I was so mad uh, at myself. And my dad was just like, it's okay, man. Like, you, you did a good job today. And I was like... Why won't you yell at me? I was like, I didn't do a good job today. And he was like, Yeah, you did. He's like, You can't control like when you hit the ball where it goes. Like, but you got up there every time and like you were ready to hit. Like, you didn't just go up there like swinging at bad pitches. Like, they just, it didn't fall your way. And since then, I was kind of like, All right. Like, see, I think, I think what happens is, is that people that's, that's done something competitively, they know that it's, there's more than that game. It's more beyond that, you know, like kind of y'all mentioned it early. And I think what it is is you get a lot of parents these days that they don't, they don't, ha- they didn't play or they don't know what it's like to be competitive or they don't know that there's going to be another game next week. And, and, and that's really some of the parents that's kind of destroying some of this stuff with these kids because it's the parent that don't let the kids sit out, like don't let them learn how to be a teammate. And stuff like that. Like, they go buy the bat instead of going buy a moth at GLS. You, you know what I'm saying? Like oh, parents I, ruin the game. It's yeah. The parents that ruin the game. There's no doubt. Like, I mean, you see it all the time. Dude, I had batting cages in here when I first opened up. I had three of them. And I got rid of them because I was so disgusted with the travel ball scene. I'm like, y'all coming in here every single night. The nights that you're not in here hitting as a team, you're working with a pitching coach. You're working with a hitting coach nobody's developing their body. Nobody, because I'm like, I'm going to get them in here with the batting cages, and they're going to do the training sessions. That was completely wrong. Yeah, they, they, did not, they did not buy into that shit. And it's like, now I'm looking at it like, I got parents that I know their kids are doing lessons every week, 
paying $70, $75 a lesson, and then they're telling me that they can't afford to come. I'm like, dude, you don't need pitching lessons if you do go to. Like, that's how powerful it is. Mm-hmm. If you could, you know this. Like, if you shit, you shit. If you the man, you the man. Like, there's a few little sprinkles of people in there that you could take them and put them in an athletic training facility, and it's going to get them a, a college scholarship. But if they don't have talent, that you fucking wasting your time. I tell these parents all the time. I'm like, dude, your kid's just not an athlete. Like, don't don't expect like if you got a big, heavy kid or something like that, and he's technical and he'll pay attention and he's not scared. You could make him an old lineman sometimes. Like if he's real, you know what I'm saying. As long mm-hmm. as he's not scared, you could get him to be a little aggressive. But you're not gonna make him a fucking receiver. Yeah, that shit's not gonna happen. Yeah, he's, he's not gonna be. Jo- I didn't make Jamal Chase. You know what I'm saying? Those dudes that's in the gym, Daryl Williams and all of them, they're out there training right now. Like, I didn't make them dudes football players. I just try to keep them safe. And if they got a trainer that says that that's what they do, then they full of shit. Like, that's because I can't make you. I didn't make you a better pitcher. I just gave you the ability to be who you are. Mm-hmm. You know, same thing with you. You take the back problem away, you're a good baseball player. Yeah. You just said it. You said it ain't their fault that they didn't play me. I was hurt all the time. Yeah, so you really can't, like, blame them. Like, I mean, I was hurt. I couldn't yeah. move. Like, what do you, what you going to do? Yeah. It's not like, I mean, but. But you got a parent that could have been in your parent's situation and been like, why is my son not playing? Well, I know his back's hurt, but he's better than this one. Not really. Yeah. Not, <laughs> not, not if right he can't now. run. Like, yeah, yeah, I, I mean, mean but I remember right I was now. I was 14 on my travel team that I had played with. Like, this is our second year together. And, uh, like, the year before, like, I started center field, like, every single inning. Like, the only time I didn't was when I was pitching. And then my 14s year, like, uh, physically, like, I was – we had some new guys. Like, I was slower. I wasn't hitting as well. So, like, I went from hitting lead off to either hitting last or not in the lineup. My parents were just like, we understand it. Like, they got a player that's better than you in your position. And so, like, that's okay. But my dad was like, all right, you want to play? Like, let's go. Let's go to the cage every night. Like – it's it's not about like, oh like he's got to fix this or like it's it's somebody like there's so many people that blame all their problems on somebody else. A great coach always told me, America's pastime is tob transfer blame. Everyone, yeah, every, it's, yeah. Everyone's gonna transfer the blame to someone else. It's not their fault. It's not their fault. Yeah. But the people who take accountability and responsibility for it are the like the greats, the ones who you see like are not only great players but like great teammates and great people to work with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. what, like, something like Coach K would say, like, dude, like, I, like me, I don't get why people, like, transfer blame, like, because especially what Coach K said, it's like, dude, like, y'all transfer blame, like, I hope you know nobody cares why you <laughs> missed it, like, literally, like, nobody's going to be like, oh, okay, oh, you missed that because there was a rock right they there. They just the want you to make the play. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm like, dude, when I miss a ball, like, it's just like, yeah, that's on me, like, I should have made it, like, I'm not going to give an excuse, like, because yeah. I know... If he's pitching, he doesn't care why I missed the ball. Yeah. He just wanted me to make that play. Mm-hmm. So it's like I'm not going to sit there and waste time when doing that when it could just be like, yo, that's on me, man. Like, next one, give me another one. Yeah, yeah. one of the good people look at is like, uh, yeah, I hear like Jameis. Like, you watching press game, post game conferences. Uh, like, Jameis is the first one to go up there and be like, oh, we lost. It's on me. Like, I didn't play good enough for us to get this win. And like, he could have had like 300 passing yards, three touchdowns, but maybe he had one interception in the fourth quarter and he's like, it was a good game, but it wasn't good enough. Like, he's a good guy. Like, you never see James being like, oh, my defense didn't play good today, and, like, that's why we lost. Or, like, oh, we had receivers dropping balls. Like, no, like, 
maybe he could have made that pass a little bit better. And you always see Jameis like, oh, it's on me. I got to take that one. Yeah. That, I mean, that's who he is, too. I mean, I've, 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 uh, I've, I've, I've seen about five situations since I've been training with him that I probably would have lost my shit in if I was him. You know what I'm saying? I mean, the whole car situation. And I mean, I'm with him pretty much at, at least half the week, every week. So, you know, I got to really meet him pretty good. But he, he's a good guy. But um, so what y'all, what y'all plans, I mean, after, after baseball, like what you, what you plan on doing? Uh, I'm trying to get into uh, pharmaceutical sales, like mm-hmm. like what Todd does. Yeah. Trying to, you know, after that, get into that and uh, start doing that and maybe getting some coaching. Because, I mean, I'm coaching this summer, like I said earlier. So, I mean, I, I mean, I just love the game. So, I like being around it. And so, like, I love coaching people. I love, like, you know, just letting people know, like, my, like my story. Because I feel like I have a story where people can, like, relate to. Yeah. Like, it's not, like, such a far-fetched story. Like, it's mm-hmm. not like I'm some – big like you know six three 200 pound dude hitting nukes like no nah, bro i'm literally like five nine if that like 160 oh like, if you was six three you'd be going straight into yeah, the drag yeah, right we wouldn't have brandon around <laughs> yeah, it's just like something that's like you know i'm not gonna sit there and like complain about it like did i yeah i had to work yeah hard. i mean you like, work with what you got, you got right? right this is what i got this is what, yeah. what god gave me so yeah. like and you don't know where it's going yeah. like you never know dude you never know some guys like dustin pedroia and them guys they're not big guys or nothing yeah dude if you keep you, you know if you hit i always said this like they always make a place for a hitter oh yeah, oh, yeah. they'll find a spot they'll for find you. a spot for you they'll run you around the they outfield can, they can hide you in a corner <laughs> outfield position. Yeah, they can put you somewhere if you could hit you'll play what like, you gonna do uh, obviously, plan A is I want to try to play pro ball somewhere, mm-hmm. whether that's you know minor league or independent ball. Um, you know, not give up on the dream. But uh, as far as like real world goes, uh, I'm not sure. I'm a mass comm major right now, so maybe get into journalism and broadcasting, um, or coaching. You know, like I don't want to get away from the game. I love it, so uh, it doesn't matter. Like, and I love. There's a part of me that, like, really likes coaching baseball and, like, because I know it. Like, I feel like I'm an expert on the sport. Uh, but I don't know. There's something about football. I just love – I love – I feel like coaches – You played can, in high school? Mm, what position? Uh, everywhere but O-line. You know, small 2A school. So, yeah. I literally played every single position both ways. But uh, mainly I played inside linebacker, quarterback. Yeah, I figured quarterback had to be in there. Yeah, slow. Really fast, so I could throw it. That's about it. Pocket guy, huh? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, um, no, man, I I really appreciate y'all coming on and, and chopping it up with me and all, and um, you know, I, I know I'm gonna see y'all next year, or whatever. And y'all y'all family here, so y'all always got a home. Hopefully, one day y'all kids will come through here. You know what I'm uh, saying? Yeah. That's the dream. That's a dream. Yeah. If, if y'all if y'all here. local or whatever, it happens a lot. Like. In the beginning, like I, now, I mean, I'm I've been here since 2014, so now I'm starting to get like guys call me up and they're like, "Man, my kid's five, can he come in?" And I'm like, "Not yet." <laughs> <laughs> like I, I had a call for a three year old already, so it's it's pretty crazy. But no, man, like I said, I I, I appreciate y'all coming and uh, y'all got anything in closing? I uh, just thank you for having us on. You know, appreciate it. Thank you for everything you've done. You know. Taking us in, you know, Loyola baseball. We came in here and you treated us like family. We appreciate that a lot. So, yeah, for sure.
Yeah, it was a blast. Listen to this guy. He knows what he's talking yeah, about. Know, and, and Ricky. Know, it's going to sound crazy at first, I promise. I thought the yeah. same thing, but it works. It yeah, works. It, it definitely works. But, um, nah, man, I appreciate y'all and, and look forward to keep building on this relationship. So, um, This is Coach Gary with Recoded the Podcast, uh, Recoded with Gary Scheffler, and we'll see y'all next time.